entertained? Are you not entertained? Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. You're listening to the French Press Podcast, where we discuss events from our lives. Welcome to the French Press Podcast. It's episode 402. And it's Tuesday, April 26th, 2022. Tuesday, April 26th. <laughs> We're in an endless loop. <sighs> but be honest, listener. You're just happy that there's a podcast episode for you to listen to today. That or else disappointed. So today, obviously, you heard Leighton, you heard me, and Jeff is here as well. Jeff, I'm back. I'm back. My voice is back. Yeah. It was so funny. <clears throat> on the previous episode, it was uh, Leighton was gone. It was Jeff. I think Nicholas was on as well. Yep. And at the beginning, we were made it sound like Jeff was not here either, and Jeff was someone else. And uh, I was happened to be listening to my wife listen to the podcast, and she made the comment, ah, that, that guy, he sounds just like Jeff. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, that's great. Well, remember, okay, that's almost as bad as the time when we, uh, I guess I wasn't part of the podcast then, but you, you used recordings of Leighton. Oh, yes. To, to Answer questions. impersonate him on the podcast. Unbelievable. Yeah, while Leighton was gone on his honeymoon. While he was on his honeymoon, yeah. Guys, that, you know, can you imagine how much work and effort and uh, I don't know how much time did you actually spend on that? <laughs> I don't remember. I know Eric Troy, but it deceived helped. a lot of people. Yeah, it did. It was it was totally. It was done pretty well. It was done very very well. I'm sure that um, Encyclopedia Michael can look up the episode number and give it to us next week for those of you who are, who are interested in hearing it. And if you want to go look for yourself, like Layton, it was around the time you got married. So <laughs> when when did you get married? 2017. June. June. June or July. 17th, 2017. Mm. I wish so bad we would have gotten married in July instead. And there would have been 7, 17, 17. Mm. But yeah. instead it's 6, 17, 17. Layton, are you sure that you would have wanted to wait another month? No, I wouldn't have for a couple of reasons. The second one being my sister was getting married and got married in July. Ah. That next month. That was only the second one? That, that was the second reason. Oh. First reason is I wanted to get married to my wife. I was so excited. <laughs> All right. So, I was, yeah, I was tired of waiting. Like that, that, After you get engaged, <clears throat> it is the longest stretch oh, yeah. of time. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. <sighs> if you ever want time to slow down, get engaged. <laughs> Just stay perpetually <laughs> engaged. Get engaged and make it like a, a nine and a half month engagement. Because if you make it like a year and a half engagement, then it's like, oh, we're we're not getting married yet, anyways. But if you make it a, yeah, if you make it like a nine, ten month engagement, then it like feels really long. Yeah. Do you remember when you were a kid and you'd remember every Christmas that you could remember? Like you remembered like, kind of like the first Christmas you remember, and you could like picture back like, wow, I've only experienced three of these, and. I don't know. It's just, do you remember that? Thinking like, I don't maybe, remember maybe that when you were like nine, so nine, nine years old and you could remember back to, or maybe not even nine, maybe like six years old and you could remember like two Christmases ago and mm. you don't remember that feeling? I don't. No. Mm. All right. I think that's something that only you experienced in your own head, but, 
but I don't know what that means or what you're implying. I understand though those kinds of thoughts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, huh? I noticed something like very, very specific, like a deja vu moment or just a sentimental moment, moment or like a thought that like occurs to you, and then you try to convey that to someone else, and they look at you like, "Are you retarded?" And I actually had that happen to me. Just on Sunday. Tell us about it. Well, we went to the V arcade. Oh, congratulations! Yeah, we went to the V arcade, and uh, it was for my nephew's birthday. He he, we had a birthday party for him, and so we we went in there. Ruben, did you do the zero latency or did you do the Omni Arena? Both. You did both. Yeah. Which one did you enjoy more? Um, probably zero latency, although the Omni was a lot of fun because you can run. Yeah. <clears throat> we did not do the Omni arena. Okay. Is the Omni just like a big room? No. No. The oh, other like way a, around. Okay. It's the other way Zero around. latency is a huge room. Okay. And since you didn't do the Omni, I'll explain the Omni. Okay. The Omni is essentially you're on a, you're strapped in standing on a treadmill. The treadmill is actually just a dome. That is, yeah. And you put slippers on that are slippery. Okay. So there's actually no moving parts to it. Yeah. But as you, uh, but you do run. Does so, it feel like you're running? Yes. Like, it feels yeah. pretty realistic. Yeah. Like you like lean forward if, if you're adjusted correctly. Yeah. So you like lean forward and then there's enough tension taken off your feet that you can yeah. like slip and run and you can turn directions and you can do 360 all the yeah. way around. So yeah, it, it feels like, it does feel like you're running and it's tiring for about 12 minutes. That's a long at least that's how long I played. You're just running. Yeah. Sometimes at things, sometimes away from things, but running. Yeah. Uh, I did not experience that, but it looks, I mean, I talked to the, to the, the, the head guy there, Todd, uh, and he said that he can only do like two games of the Omni Arena and he's done. He says it's very tiring. So the zero latency was an experience it was it was fun it was fun and there's at one point you're you're in a helicopter have we, have we even off. explained what what this is uh, we, you no. said vr arcade i don't know if anyone even knows what are you talking about are you talking about um are you talking about a book no called zero latency no are i'm you? talking about i'm talking about mark zuckerberg's dream of everyone joining the metaverse that's what i'm talking about basically it's stepping into a virtual world okay okay and in the zero latency specific and in this world, world is the kind of world where there are zombies where there are no more men or men or women and and women or girls and and all that or is that actually that's just real life i guess that's not even necessary that's, in the meta. That's some people. That's just. That's how some people are perceiving reality. Uh, but thus far, zero latency has not stepped into that realm. They've only stepped into like post-apocalyptic. Zombies are everywhere. Okay. Um, the zero. It was fun. I I had fun. But there was at one point where I was getting like so dizzy. Mm. Either at one point you climb into a helicopter and it takes off, 
and the helicopter kind of like does you know like a like an unsteady takeoff and and so it's kind of rocking back and forth some and like i had but to you shut yourself my eyes for not moving no you're totally on solid ground the whole time yeah but you do you walk around yeah you do walk around in a big big room but you're not like aware of the walls except when you get too close to a wall a physical wall it'll warn you that you're close to it so you don't run into it does it like Say, hey, you're close to a wall, turn the other way. Or is it like a building that you're going to walk into? It Both. Both. <clears throat> but there are some some virtual walls that you'll see that you'll think that you can't walk into. <clears throat> but then you realize, well, it's not giving me a warning that I'm going to hit something like in my heads-up display. So you could walk through it. So I walked through it the one time I did. And we, there were eight people in our party. And it was like four against four. We weren't shooting at each other. But we were all just shooting at zombies. But we were competing against the other team as far as score goes. Mm -hmm. And so I walked through the one wall. And, like, well, before I walked through the one wall, we're, like, all kind of, like, down in this, like, sewer tunnel Uh underground. And there's, like, kind of zombies coming at us from each side of this tunnel. And so we're doing our thing. And then I realized, like, well, I'm getting kind of close to this wall, but... The, the heads-up display isn't saying that I'm close to a physical wall, so I'm just going to walk through it and see what's on the other side. So I did, and lo and behold, I found the other four people that we're <laughs> competing against in their tunnel. <laughs> I got to see them doing their thing. It was really funny. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And, like, they saw me poke my head through the wall, and they were like, Leighton, get back over on your side. And I did. So how do other people look? When you're looking at other people, they everyone looks a little shorter than you, but okay. they're an avatar. They're an avatar, though. Do they get to choose their avatar, or is their avatar styled like to be like them? They don't or get to it, customize their avatar. Yeah, it's just random. There, yeah, there's okay. there's different players, and it's just a random. Does it say their name? Yes. Okay. You do get to choose your username before <clears throat> you enter. Okay. And so you can see who who you're all at. Everyone has a mic, and so every, everyone can hear everybody. Actually, yeah. You can even hear the. The communication of the opposing team. Okay. Yeah. And, and like, you can obviously run into people. Like, yes. Is your physical proximity to them, like, realistic? Does it feel realistic? Yes, it does. And there's a warning that goes off in your heads-up display when you do get too close to another player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and my and sister's do, pregnant, and so she was playing, and they were extra careful with her. Like, if <laughs> anyone got close to her, they would, like, pause the whole game. Nah. <laughs> yeah. And like, hold on. Someone needs to get away from the pregnant lady. <laughs> Danger zone. Um, so, b- but anyway, so after it was all said and done, uh, took, took the goggles off, got, got all the gear off, and headed out of the big room. And my, my, I, it's hard to describe it, but it felt like, my depth perception was a little bit off, uh-huh. and it felt like I was constantly floating away from my own body. Hmm. It was just like, it was just weird. Like, if I wanted to pick up my son, I'd have to just kind of consciously stoop down and just kind of push my hands forward until I felt him. <laughs> and then it's like, okay, I have him now. Now I can pick him up. It was really, really weird. So how long were you in there? A half hour. A half hour. 
Which, also, if I was like walking down a hall, like physically in reality, walking down a hall, and like I get close to like a locker or a corner of a yeah. wall, I just kind of walk and like I think I'm gonna miss that. I'm not sure, but it it was just weird because <laughs> VR also like in order to get like the display completely on, like or to make it totally fill up your field of vision, it does. I think it uses some like warped lenses yeah and i think that kind of messed with like my peripheral as well like ah it was just it's hard to describe it only lasted for like 20 minutes yeah but it was weird like you said that everybody looked shorter than you in the game was that actually true or do you think that the game made you like acted like you were normal height but it seemed, it felt to you like they were shorter. No, they looked, like, I could see the top of their head. Okay. I could see the top of their head. Except, there's one thing that's really interesting. Uh, my sister's husband, Tim, he's pretty tall. Like, he's over six foot. He... They call him Tall Tim. Tall Tim. T-T. Timmy, Timmy the tall guy. Um, and his character, I saw his character in the game, and he was taller. Like his well, character was taller. Yes. <clears throat> so it like n- kind of knows how high you are. Well, yeah, it has to because it has to be tracking in what direction you're looking. Yeah, yeah. So, and in what direction you're pointing your gun at. Yeah. It's And you're carrying a gun with you, like you a are, physical, like, yes. a, like a plastic like, or something. Yes. Uh, a strategy that I found, Ruben, I don't know if you figured this out, but I, I felt like I was pretty – Pretty savvy. I uh, so you you can either switch between a shotgun or like an assault rifle, an automatic assault rifle, and the shotgun you have to pump between every shot. The assault rifle you can shoot until it's empty, and then you have to reload. Well, what I found was what was really effective is to shoot your shotgun, okay, till it was totally done, and then once once oh. the clip is totally empty. Instead of hitting reload, you just switch your gun over to the uh-huh. assault rifle and you empty that clip. And by the time that gets empty and that's time to reload, you switch over back to the shotgun and it's ready to go again. Wow. Like so you just mm. never stop shooting if you do that. So it takes time to automatically You have unlimited if, ammo, if but you, you would do switch need time. if you would switch to the assault rifle and then switch right back, would the shotgun be fully loaded? I don't know. And it I t- never and tried it, and it does take quick switching. It probably switching. does take half a second to switch weapons. Oh no! Or it's really fast. It switches really fast. It was, like, it was immediate for me. Okay, it was like boop, boop. Okay, mm. interesting. That's, that's cool. It's an interesting flaw. It's a glitch. All right. I hacked can, it. Can, can you take an axe? Like, are there other weapons? No, there are other weapons, but they're all shooting weapons. There's a grenade oh, okay. launcher, an AK, a minigun. I think there's a flamethrower, maybe, or is. I don't think so, but I was thinking that this would be. It'd be kind of interesting if they gave you like a like a hatchet or something like that. No, they didn't give me anything like Anyways. that. Anyways. That's violent. Um, do you remember? <laughs> <laughs> That's sick. Do you remember what the cost was per person? 40 bucks. Okay, 40 bucks. Per person for so a half hour. It's expensive. It is. I've gone twice now. Uh, our neighbor... Is one of the owners of the of the place. Did he give you a deal? He he let us play for free the first time. Oh wow! Yeah, that's pretty wow. cool. Um, so it is really expensive. So it's not the kind of like, and, and it is it's fun, but it's not the kind of thing that 
I would enjoy doing on a ev- regular ev- basis ev- every week. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, we did play though. Like while we were waiting until our appointment at the low latency, like zero latency game, the zero latency game. Thank you. <clears throat> uh, they do have some tables and like a little like lounge area where they have just some standalone uh, VR games that you can play. They have like three set three PCs set up on and and each of those PCs has a screen and those games are all available like on the Steam store I think mm-hmm. and so we played that while we were waiting and they had some fun games on there were those free or did you have to pay pay those like we per... had to pay as well for those and you um <clears throat> you pick your game when you go in right or is it just one game I think zero latency is just one game no, there are different ones. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, but I don't. And, and, and I don't know and the maybe, other games. What the other games are? Then maybe, um, maybe for the it, it is some, some maybe somewhat limited. Like I don't know if they have <laughs> licensing all the time for all the games. But I think when we went, there was pro- I think there was at least three games we could have chosen. Okay. Oh, and they are kind of constantly getting new ones. You know, at least more more than one a year. There's new ones mm-hmm. coming out. One thing that I was really disappointed with. <clears throat> For like the games that were on the the PCs, just out in the mm-hmm. lobby area, is uh, I really really wanted to play a game called Beat Saber. I just seen it on YouTube, but it's a it's it's really neat. What it is is it's like it is a musical game, and you have a controller in each hand separately, and you're holding like it looks like a little lightsaber sword, mm-hmm. and you have blocks coming at you. And your your right hand will be like a will be like a red saber. Left hand will be a blue saber, and you'll have blue and red blocks coming at you. And depending oh. on what difficult you're playing on, like some of the blocks will have arrows pointed down or up. Oh wow! And that is the direction that you need to swipe it, and they'll be colored. Yeah. So you have to hit with the right saber with the, with the correct it's, saber. It's kind of like guitar. And some hero. blocks are not supposed to hit at all. Oh. Uh, but and it's all to like the rhythm of of whatever song you pick. So it's like the VR version of of uh, Guitar, Guitar Hero. Hero. Yeah, I've seen yes. YouTube videos of this, and it's pretty insane. Like it, it actually looks difficult. <clears throat> it sounds like fun. Yeah, I really want to try it. So they did not but, have that game, or they just didn't have it like, at that time. At, they had lost the licensing for it. Okay, I was disappointed with that. I mean, definitely, uh, I would definitely encourage anyone who enjoys you know these sorts of games or virtual gaming to go. Like it, it is. If you struggle a, with Vertigo, fun, I would not recommend it. It's a. It is a fun experience, probably especially for you know your younger nephews that are into that kind of stuff. Yeah. What did your nephew? What was his take? What was he pretty pumped about it, or what was? He had a lot of fun. He wasn't like oh, that was insane. Not quite there. He is fourteen. If it if if I would have experienced it at like ten or eleven, I would have been like. That was nuts. Yeah. You know, that would have been absolutely magical. I can't believe it. I was in there. I was there. I saw him. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, yeah. it's, um, we're getting close to the time. Did I take up time, all the time, time? Time to wrap up. Jeff, do you want to shortly tell part of your, your, your content or do you want to yeah, save it? Cause it's going to, dry up in my mind it's already been a week and a half all right we don't want anything drying up in jeff's mind so uh two weeks ago 
uh, over Easter, week and a half ago. Ishtar. Ishtar. I went to Belize. for a f- We took a flying trip to Belize. Literally, we flew. You took a flying trip but to Belize. But it was also very short. We left on Friday morning and got back on Monday night. Wow. So we were only there two full days. Um, but it was quite an enjoyable trip. Good. Nevertheless, it was about freezing here. It snowed here while we were gone, and uh, down in Belize, it was 100 degrees. So there was quite a difference, um, but it was... So you had climate very, climate shock? It was very enjoyable. Climate, climate change? Shock. No, you climate experienced, shock. You, you experienced climate change. It's a culture shock. I did. It's Jeff, climate, you need to document that. It's real. Climate shock. It was real, it was real climate change. Oh, so anyways, the trip was... I still think my joke was better. Wait, I, I didn't actually even catch your joke. What was it? He experienced climate shock. It's like culture shock. It's a culture shock. Oh. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we took our daughter with us, uh, and she's four months. She's almost five months old. Did you think she wouldn't be okay at home? Uh, yeah, she wouldn't have been okay at home. But anyways, and and I... I feel bad for all parents who take their babies on planes and their babies just cry. Uh, I feel bad for those people. And I feel now justifiably still feel bad for them and can't identify them with them because our baby just did amazingly the whole way and basically slept most of the time on the plane. Wow. She was very happy. She loved, I think maybe that it was the fact that it was, Mom and dad and her aunt mm. just like surrounding her the whole time and she just got loads of attention. Oh and she just and she just enjoyed the attention, I think. Um so I mean and, and we were literally just sitting there like nothing else to do anyways. So um you know, it wasn't like we were at home and you know, it's not like it's not like we don't pay attention to her, but you know, at home we just we put her on the floor or something and let her play while we're you're not, you're not the house. confined to yeah. a cabin. But here it was just us and her, and she just, yeah, she did really well for us. Um, <clears throat> so we flew so, down. Jeff, typically when you go on vacation, there typically is drama. Yeah, there typically is drama. Yes, you're so right. So I'm expecting this this content to be centered yeah. around drama getting I, there. I always have travel drama. Um, And this trip was the... Least dramatic trip I've ever taken. But it was flying. It was flying, yes. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I usually have some kind of travel drama, but but this time, like, we did have a little bit of travel drama uh, planning out our way to go down. So I'll back up just a little bit. So to get back into the U.S., you have to have to take a COVID test, right? And so now there's these services online where you can uh, buy a COVID test, a home test kit, and you can schedule an online video call, like a Zoom call, with a real doctor who will watch you administer the test to yourself and then check the results. Um, to verify you're to verify. It right. And then they'll send you, you know, your, your test results, which is really cool. Well, the state of Belize Doesn't does, recognize that. does not allow at-home COVID test kits at all. And so if you want to get tested in Belize, you have to go to a testing center and you have to pay, I think the cheapest, the cheapest test that we found publicly available was like 75 bucks. Um, and did you, did you have to get it for, per person. um, we did not have to get it for Audrey. Okay. So it's, it's anyone two years or older. Okay. 
So did you have to fly with masks on the way down? <clears throat> well, anyway, so so we had to we actually bought those test kits and then found out we couldn't use them. And then also well, we you found can out save them for later. Yeah, um, yeah, we can't. Uh, but the the um, the the test the we bought the doctor's appointments and those expire after six months, unfortunately. Mm. So we'll have to travel in the next six months or just forfeit that. <clears throat> so, anyways. Um, and then Belize also has this thing where they require you to buy travel insurance and other countries did this as well. Um, but they let you, if you had your own insurance, they let you send in a letter of like proof of coverage. Now what the travel insurance, you mean like if your flight gets canceled and no, if, if you get stuck in the country with COVID. Oh, so any, any people that are visiting, uh, have to buy this insurance that will cover them in the case that they get COVID. Um, so anyways, they're like this big deal, like, Hey, you have to buy travel insurance. Da, 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 da. And so we bought it and it was like 20 bucks a person and babies have to buy it too. So how do another, babies afford that? I know. Right. <clears throat> Including infants. And so we bought it. And, um, along with that, we actually got a little bit of a better deal cause we, we scheduled our COVID test, um, to leave the country along with the insurance. So we bought that kind of as a package deal, get to the airport in Belize and they're not checking whether you have insurance papers. They don't even ask. <laughs> and and we saw the people there. Like there was like a little table that said, hey, Belize travel insurance. Uh, but the guys looked like they were just sitting on their phone playing games. Like they were not checking anybody. And well, so, they, they got to get their wordle for the day. <sighs> I was I was okay. a little bit upset that we spent 60 bucks on that uh, for basically nothing. So, but anyways, that's, it is what it is. But chances Um, are, if you wouldn't have bought it, it would have caused drama. And you don't want to stir up more drama than you already got. Right, This was a flying trip. you would have bought it there, so. Um, So when you enter Belize, this is very typical. When you're entering Belize, you have to um, go through customs. And their customs are notoriously difficult. Um, Not in that they're hard to pass through, but that they like to charge you for any giftish kind of item that you're bringing with you. So, and you often when you're visiting the country, when you visit people from other countries, like when you're going on vacation, you're going on vacation, but when you're visiting people, you usually bring things for them. Like there's always tons of people that are like, (coughs) Oh, I hear you're going there. Hey, let me send this. And let me send this. And and then uh, we were going to visit my sister who lives down there. And her husband was like, Hey, um, I have some stuff that I need that I can't get down here in Belize. Um, can you bring these things down? And we were like, sure, yeah. And so he sent a bunch of stuff. So we had like, we had like mower blades and a big roll of wire and, and things we were just like, that are illegal to take onto a flight. No, no, they, we checked them all. So, um, but anyways, so we're walking in here, and and what you do is you go, you go through import, like you get your passport stamped, you pick up your bags, then you go through customs. Everyone goes through customs. And you go up to this little booth and they like ask you if you have anything. And then you always say no, because you don't really have anything that, that matches the descriptions that they're listing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you go to walk out. But then before you walk out, there's these little tables with guys sitting at a chair beside the table and a computer. And they like usually look through your bags and like if they see anything that needs to be taxed, quote unquote, then they tax you for it. And if you're not careful... If you don't ask them for a receipt, they won't give you one. But they'll kind of tax you whatever they feel like. 
and they won't document it <clears> in the <throat> system. Mm. Like that's happened before to several people. So you have to pay them with cash? <clears throat> uh, cash or, yeah, it's cash, I think, cash wow. only. Wow. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's a little sketchy because um, we, we were told always ask for a receipt because otherwise they might tack on an extra 20 bucks and just pocket it. Whatever. <clears throat> so then receipt like proves that they put it in the system and all that. Anyways, so we go up there to the little booth where you like declare your stuff. And we had actually brought some food items along. So my wife had declared that on her customs form. How did you? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. And the guy was like, oh, so you have some food? Uh, what is it? <clears throat> and we were like, oh, just some chocolate chips and some cheese. He's like, cheese? What kind of cheese? And we're just like, uh, just... It's goat cheese? Yellow cheese. Blue cheese? And he's like, oh, processed cheese? And we're like, yeah, processed cheese. How much? And so we said, oh, we think it's like it's like an eight-ounce brick. It was a tiny brick of cheese. It's like, oh, okay. And then he, like, stamps the papers, and, like, then we go walk over to the desks to get um, our bags rifled through, you know. And all of a sudden, a lady just walks up to us, like a security lady walks up to us and is like, are you cleared? And we're like, um, I don't know. And... So we, she's like, hey, show me your papers. And so we, she looked at our papers and she's like, oh, you guys are good. Go. And she just let us go without having our bags checked at all. Oh. Which good. was highly unusual. I've, act, I've never heard of another person that we know of that's traveled to and from Belize that has not had to go through the customs process. But I think maybe it was the fact that it was a holiday because um, it was Good Friday and we had a baby with us. Maybe that helped us out. Um, and we had like six bags with us. So if they would have wanted to, they could have charged us duty on a lot of that stuff, but they just didn't. Yeah. <clears throat> so, wow. um, well also, uh, so my, my brother-in-law has a buddy at the airport there and he's like a porter. So he grabs your bags, um, you know, helps you out to the vehicle. Mm -hmm. And he actually, if he knows you and he knows you're coming, He'll like stand there. So they're not allowed to come in past the customs desks, but they're like allowed to stand at the door. And he actually will come up to you because he knows that the customs people are kind of sometimes shady. And he'll just like walk in there, just come marching in there and just grab your bags and start trucking them out so that the customs people don't have time, don't have to, time to look through it. And it's really funny. I just, I just thought it was really funny, but he wasn't there that time. So. But have you experienced that before? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and he just like they like start asking you questions, and he just comes up and starts grabbing your bags, and then they're just like kind of give up. So <laughs> it's a whole yeah. That's funny. So, anyways, climate shock. Um, we we did we visited a Spanish lookout. We took a tour actually. So my wife what's, comes what's Spanish from, lookout. My wife comes from the line of line of Russian Mennonites. Okay. Ah. And Russian Mennonites <clears throat> speak German. So they speak Plotdeutsch. Plotdeutsch. Plotdeutsch, whatever I, it is. I don't know. Which is a uh, is not German, it's something else, but it's similar to German. It's like a it's a different kind of German. I don't know. It's a German dialect. It's a very heavy German dialect cuz uh, I can't understand, understand it. You can't understand it no. at all. Um, Does she speak <clears throat> Plotdeutsch? No. No, she doesn't. But her dad did. Um so anyways, uh, when she was, so her great grandpa, sorry, her grandpa, um, when he was like 17, the, the Belize 
So Belize was not its own country. So it was it was governed by Great Britain. And Great Britain saw that nobody in Belize was farming really very well. And they and Belize was like financially really poor because there was no agriculture. So they went around and tried to find people to come and farm. And they saw so like to the north of Belize, um, in Mexico, there's a big colony of Russian Mennonites, and it's kind of a an arid area of Mexico, and they've done really well with agriculture there. Mm. And so the the British government actually came, went to them, and said to the to that group of Russian Mennonites and said, "Hey, we want you to move to Belize um, and start farming here." And they were like, um, "We're not so sure, but." But we'll go down and look at it. And so actually a group of them made a special deal with the government of Belize um, that Belize would give them land, um, like you just give them a section of land, <coughs> and they would farm it, um, and they would farm other areas of Belize as well. Um, and they would be submissive to the Belizean government as long as they were allowed, they were always allowed to have their own churches and have their own schools. Uh, and, and having your own school, I think at that time wasn't really a thing. Okay. I'm not sure. But anyways, and the Belize government said, sure. And so still today, there is a chunk of Belize that is owned by the Russian Mennonites called Spanish Lookout. And it's about, um, <clears throat> I would say it's about eight miles, eight or 10 miles wide by about 15 miles long. It's just a, like a rectangle. Um, and they have... Is it just like full of Russian Mennonites? It's all Russian Mennonites. And you can't live there unless you're Russian Mennonite. <clears throat> so it's a colony. It's a colony. Yeah, it is. It is a Russian Mennonite colony. But it's but called Spanish have, Lookout. But they have several churches of varying levels of conservatism. I think I've seen a documentary about yeah. Spanish Lookout. <clears throat> yeah. It's called Spanish Lookout because it's kind of on a hill and there are Hispanics in the area. It should be called Russian Mennonite Lookout. It should be. <clears throat> So, well, anyways, do they speak Spanish? The Russian Mennonites from Mexico. Yeah, yeah, they would. So they can speak English, probably... Spanish, and Plattdeutsch. Yep. A lot of them are are yeah English, Spanish, and do math. Yep. <sighs> and farm. Like, okay, so they're they're super intelligent people. Jesus. They're they're ve- they're very intelligent, highly intelligent people. Um, and and it seems kind of weird because they're because they're they're, they're a colony. They like feel maybe a little bit uncultured sometimes um maybe not that sheltered not uncultured but kind of redneckish just in the way they act and the way they redneck carry on i don't know they're a bunch of but redneck russian spanish speaking english speaking that's right speaking mennonite mennonites at a a place called spanish they even speak russian they don't wow they do have some um, Russian words in their vocabulary. Specifically, um, there's a kind of food that they have that's a Russian that's called by a Russian word. Um, <clears throat> they would use the Russian word for it, but it's yeah. Anyways, uh, to keep this short, yeah, they're they're like late needs to go in less than a minute. They have they have their own they have their own taxes for their own people. They maintain their own roads. They produce their own power. They have a big power plant there. Wow. You know what that sounds like? It sounds like they're Disney, but in Belize. Yeah. Because Disney, you know, they 
they they do their own building permits. They have their own police department, fire yeah. department, all that stuff. In, it's in it's Florida. exactly like that. And wow. if you want to live in Spanish Lookout, you have to take a test. Um, and they so, check your genealogy. No, they don't oh. check your genealogy, but you have to spiritual DNA. You have to. Uh, the biggest one is you have to know their language. Um, and then there's like a series of other things that you have to score high enough on this test. It's less of a knowledge test and more of a skills like personality test or whatever. Um, and then, um, so, so they, they told us while we were there that my wife would uh, have the privilege of, of being able to move back in if she wanted to um, because her dad, with, her with, dad grew up there. With you or would she have to go by herself? So, but me would make it harder um, we, but if we wanted to, we would we would probably be allowed to come in uh, and live at at somebody else's house, kind of as a a mentorship or whatever. So you would need like a had, visa until we had proved ourselves. You would need a visa. So Jeff, when are you moving? <clears throat> We're not. Oh, okay. <laughs> Anyways, super interesting people. Oh, by the way, their power plant runs off of crude oil, which is drawn out of the ground. From a well that's right outside of Spanish Lookout, um, and and then at night they run, they actually use wood pellets, like ginormous wood pellets. They have a pellet making machine that generates that creates pellets, and then they take the gas out of the pellets, and they condense it, and then run it through a generator, and they actually power the entire Spanish Lookout at night using wood. Um, or they're working. They're working on that. Um, they also have a massive solar farm. Eighty um, percent of their power during the day right now is is solar power. Wow. It's it is crazy. How much do they, have they explored any wind wind power? They haven't. I, I don't think it's hydro. reliable enough. There's no hydro in the area. Um, oh, it's, it's all desert. And they said this is really interesting. No, it's not desert. Oh, but there's just no like rivers. There are rivers, but not big enough. Mm. Um. But they, this is very interesting. They uh, said that they don't allow their people to have solar panels on their roofs anymore because whenever the sun comes out, those panels are unregulated and it creates power grid spikes. Like all of a sudden, those panels just start producing just a ton of power and it just like floods the, the grid and, and creates a power surge. Wow. Um, yeah, very interesting. Instead Anyways. of a lightning strike, you have a sunbeam. Yep. <laughs> It does sound uh, really interesting, and it so, would be fun to to visit. Yeah, it was. It's it's very interesting, and if you can get in the right, if you can get in with them and like get a tour like that, it's it's crazy. They were going to have just for us, <clears throat> for me and Louisa. Okay, and and so so Louisa's grandpa moved there when he was seventeen, and he got married, and then they lived there for a while, and then Louisa's dad, um, when he was in his teens, I believe, moved to Costa Rica. And kind of did the same ish, not not quite the same thing there. They just bought land in Costa Rica. And they're they're not Russian Mennonite, but they were kind of, they just still had the you know the vibes and traditions or whatever. But <clears throat> so, anyways, um, where was I going with it? Oh, anyways, so so we're like Luisa's second cousins at best with everybody that's there, okay. And they treated us like royalty. Like we came in there and they, they took us around everywhere. They bought us lunch. They were going to originally have a big family reunion slash barbecue. Whoa. Just wow. because we were there. Like 
And you don't think it had anything to do with you being on the French Press podcast? No. It was just really They didn't even know it was a thing. It sounds like they were trying to swindle Louisa, like, back, back like, into it. Come back and join <laughs> us. Uh, no, they're, they're very, they're very family-oriented, which is awesome. One of us. <laughs> Ans von uns. Ans von uns. But the whole time, so there, there are other people in Spanish Lookout just, like, on an everyday basis, they have a giant co-op grocery store, kind of like a Walmart, Sam's Club thing. Anybody shops there. And then their their main, uh, they have this place called Western Dairies. It's a big dairy where they produce milk and ice cream. Um, and and they have a restaurant there, kind of like a Dairy Queen restaurant. Mm. And there was just like, I would say probably a hundred other people there from outside of Spanish Lookout. And then we like walk in there and there's this big group of people and, and they literally own the place. Like they do. And so it totally felt like we were part of the mafia. Like, and we went into this little secret conference room in the back corner and the employees were like all running around setting up tables and stuff for us. And it was like this, it was very, it was a very interesting sensation uh, experience, but it was great. So Jeff, if someone else would want to experience feeling like royalty, what tips can you give them? Marry a woman who has Russian Mennonite descent. Go with... You have to get in with somebody that that is either have to go with somebody that's that's family to them or another Russian Mennonite. Or you have to say, hey, I'm really good friends with this person uh, that's your cousin. And then they would do I, I think they would do that for anyone. They're, they're very interested in meeting people. They're very people people. Mm, very good. So anyways. All right. Layton. We have to rate the coffee. We do have to rate the coffee. Yeah. So this coffee, uh, other weekend I was in uh, Indianapolis, and I'll talk, I'll talk more about it next week. But anyway, there's a coffee shop there. We've got Quill's Coffee. It is a small coffee shop roastery based out of uh, Louis, uh, Louis, yeah, Louisville, Kentucky, and they have a, also have a coffee shop in Indianapolis. But yeah, it's good. Called Quill's it Coffee. It is really good. Mm-hmm. It's very good. I'm, I'm giving uh, – I give it at least a four. I, I give it a four. I'm debating whether it's four or, four, four or five. Layton, you're giving it a four. I'm giving it a four. I think, think I'm going to go with a four, but it's like a almost five for me. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Four as well. Yeah. I, I do. I really do like it. Maybe mm. you should give it a five, Jeff. I'll give it a five since we're so many of us are leaning towards the five, and then it bumps it above a four. It's, it's a four point two, four point three now. So nice. it's really good. It this is the uh, yeah Quills Coffee, the Night Owl Blend. Or it's not a blend, actually. It's a single origin, dark roast. I think the dark roast really is a good flavor for this coffee. Mm-hmm. For French press, you mean? For French press, and yeah, yeah. <clears throat> All right, Leighton, what's the point? The point is, Ruben, number one, <clears throat> if you want to slow down, get engaged. Point number two, if you want some exercise, go to the Omni Arena at the V-Arcade. Number three... Jeff is a climate shock survivor. Point number four, Jeff has lots of travel drama. Point number five, you can smuggle mower blades onto a plane. Point number six, you can't smuggle cheese onto a plane. Point number seven, Russian Mennonites at Spanish Lookout are like Disney. And what's our word of the week? Oh, word of the week is... Russian. Russian.